0: Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today, Jennifer Fahm joins the show. This was a really inspiring conversation. You know, on this podcast, we discuss how it's important to reflect on our lives so we can better understand our skills and what we want to do with our lives so we can go out and help our communities and make an impact. And Jennifer is a great example of this. And we're in the same neighborhood. This conversation was so encouraging and so much fun. We discuss some of her self-care routine that enables her to perform at a high level and contribute to the many things that are important to her, the Argyle community within the Uptown neighborhood, her vision, and how people are really what make any place special, any community special. You can follow her on Instagram at whereisnookie. Let's begin. All right, so we have Jennifer Fahm here, and I'm so excited for today's show because I feel like she really embodies what we talk about on this podcast, and that's really taking the time for self-reflection and looking at your life objectively and making changes in your habits, and then kind of seeing what happens with your life after that, because it can be really great if you live your life intentionally. And I'm so excited because she's interested in so many different things the first question I have for you. Well, first, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Jennifer Pham. My nickname is Nookie. That's what most people actually call me. Um, I am the co-owner of Mini Sa Pharmacy, which is the oldest Vietnamese um, business on Argyle Street in uptown Chicago. I am also the co-founder of Hiba Yo, which is a Southeast Asian well, it started off as a pop-up party, but it's, it's created—it's evolved. evolved so yeah. much, which we can get into in our conversation. Um, I'm also the co-founder of Celebrate Argyle, which, which is a initiative um, by four other of my good friends, and we've created a platform for um, businesses on Argyle to essentially thrive through a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. So we can get into that, but. That's yeah, the gist has, of it. She has a lot going
0: on. So, <laughs> so something, okay. something I'm experiencing right now. I, I was thinking the other day that I haven't slept in in like over a year. Like I don't, when I, in the morning, I don't lie in bed. I just get up because I'm so excited for the day. Do you also experience that with the things you're, you're doing and, and kind of driven by your purpose?
1: Um, yeah, I think. More so lately, I've been waking okay. up very excited to, yeah. to take on the day. I mean, it's it's it hasn't always been that way. I've, I mean, I've mm-hmm. had a lot of um, days where I wake up and I just feel a little confused and not really sure, like, how to tackle my day. Yeah. But I think I'm kind of at that point now where I feel really excited um, just about the connections that I'm making and the community that um, that is coming together.
0: Yeah. yeah. How has self reflection and and being being objective about your thoughts and habits? How has that improved your life?
1: Self reflection, Um, that is a huge part of my life. And it, it allows me to be very intentional um, with everything that I do, Um, as far as, you know, creating community, and just experiences in general. Um, for me, uh, you know, I've had I've had to self reflect often, just kind of taking a look at like why I do the things that I do, why I am the way I am, and also really looking at my triggers mm-hmm. because those are I feel like um, kind of like points in time where I, I they're they're I feel like they're there so that we can break through them, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of helps us like evolve.
0: Now what do you what do you mean by triggers?
1: Triggers um things that just bother us like yeah. it, like me personally like like I'll notice um when something I mean if something bothers me if like it'll start to bring up like these kind of like quote unquote nasty emotions you know like um not feeling like anger or sadness grief you know those types of feelings um or even just like feeling annoyed or something like a lot of times I mean I think it's really important to take a look at that because those are points um, for us to heal. And I feel like those times that I have break, um, were able to break through those moments Mm -hmm. um, have allowed me to kind of like evolve and kind of get to the next level of learning in life.
0: So do you find like in the moment when you're experiencing anger or like irritation, you can like stop yourself? And be like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, I can now because mm-hmm. I've gotten a, like a pretty good hold um, on my emotions, I think. Um, but it took a while. It took a lot of journaling. It took a lot of therapy, um, and it took a lot of you know asking myself difficult questions.
0: Talk okay. Talk about asking yourself difficult questions because like on this show, um, uh, so I, I'm kind of on my own journey. Where like three years ago, I went through this near-death experience and then I just went on this quest of like, uh, I would go through books and just read books all the time. And then I would take very intentional steps every single day. Um, I'm sure some of the things that you do too, like meditation and journaling and a lot of self-reflection, it's not an easy thing to do to be objective about yourself and ask yourself these hard questions. And I feel like that really discourages people from doing it, mm-hmm. but you, you do you find that you have to go, kind of go through that pain and that healing to, like, get at a good point in your yeah,
1: life? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, I mean, okay, so for me, I wasn't always that way. I, I was constantly escaping my emotions. I would do it, yeah. like, through drinking, partying, um, although it was fun and I'm happy that, like, I had those experiences and everything, but I kept hitting this point where I, I felt like I kept hitting a wall. Yeah. and. I felt like I couldn't get past it, and I and I there was so much that I felt like I couldn't see, I couldn't understand, I didn't know why there was so much that was bothering me, and I was just feeling so angry, and I didn't know yeah. where it was coming from, and it was the the point where it, it just felt so overwhelming that I couldn't handle it anymore. That's when I really you know took my time and yeah. made it a point to do all that self healing. It, it was because I just I felt like I couldn't handle it anymore. If I if I were if I didn't um, Take do self-reflection, then I would continue to just be in the dark with my feelings.
0: Do you feel like you're involved with so much? Do you feel like, I'm sure like outside people will tell you like, oh, you're doing too much or whatever. Uh But do you find that you're able to do all this because you have like a a foundation of kind of like caring for yourself and, and understanding yourself? Yeah,
1: definitely. For sure. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me and I've, I've it's not that I've never br- been burnt out either, because I've been there's been many moments where my friends are like, you need a rest, you need to take a break. And although I agree, um, I think I, I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now just saying because I've been able to really reflect so much that I can ground myself now and take that time out for myself. If I didn't have um, that self-care, then I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I do.
0: So, what does your your like morning routine look like? Um, like what for reflection and self care? What does it look like? Yeah,
1: so I've been it's been changing up a little bit because I've been um, adding uh, like an hour workout in the morning, which okay. I wasn't doing before. Okay. Um, but usually I'll wake up and the first thing I do is I get out of bed. I drink some water, usually with lemon, and then I play positive affirmations. I, I just play some YouTube and really? have positive affirmations going for, like, maybe 20 minutes.
0: What's a positive affirmation? Is uh, this just, like, music or, it's, um, or videos? A li- it, there's, or? like,
1: music in the background, like, binaural beats in the background, but it's usually someone speaking, saying, you know, I'm I'm going to have a wonderful day, you know. Um, okay. I – or it could be anything. Like, I am beautiful. I am so intelligent. Um, I – love my life i love you know i i i you know meet all the right people i don't know just like a bunch of like really positive
0: like reinforcement reinforcements
1: exactly um because i grew up you know um kind of like telling myself very negative things growing up you know um so i i kept reading and i kept learning that you know the first part of your day is really important and whatever you feed your mind in the morning is kind of like sets the tone for the rest of your day. Yeah. So I wanted to try it out and it just kind of stuck. Okay. And it's helped me immensely.
0: So you do that and then yeah. you, you work out?
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I do that. I have like a little routine. So I wake up, turn on my positive affirmation, drink my water, right? And then I I have this like kind of like flo- um mat that I stand on and it okay. and it hits like all your acupuncture, like your points and your feet. Really? Yeah. And it helps like kind of wake your system up. And I do that when wow. I'm brushing my teeth.
0: How connected are our feet to like the rest of our body? Um, I mean, it's physically attached, but like, yeah, what?
1: it's everything. Like, we're we're actually meant to be like walking on um, kind of like rigid surfaces, like on yeah. ground and you know dirt and rocks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah it's, it's supposed to wake us up, and it's actually you know it's good for our backs. It's good for you know our organs detoxifying. Um, so it's very important. So. I mean, the more I was reading about it, the more I just felt like, well. Where can you can get just,
0: one of these mats? You can
1: just get on, like, online.
0: Like Amazon? Yeah. That, that one store that has everything? Yeah, yeah.
1: You can get it on there. <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, my little routine. And then after that, I get ready, and then um, I work out. So that's my okay. new routine, where I, like, go to the gym, work out for an hour, come back. Um, and then I do a little journaling. Okay. and if and if I have time, then I'll do divination cards.
0: What to explain that? Um
1: divination cards are, I guess similar to tarot cards, um, where you have like you know, a, a deck of cards and you you just kind of pick a card intentionally or you just um kind of shuffle them until some one of them like falls out and kind okay. of gives you a little like insight on you know what's going on with you. and yeah, so I usually i, I use I use that to help me um, okay. with kind of like, where i'm at
0: so then that all all those things set the tone for the day yeah yeah whatever you're gonna do yeah that's awesome yeah uh switching gears a bit so we both have a background in bartending oh and i uh, it's so interesting what you can learn what i've certainly learned and taken away from it and the people that i've met what life skills have you gained from bartending? Oh
1: my God, so much. I I don't know who I'd be if I didn't have that as an experience. I mean, I've been bartending since I was 21 and I'm 37 now. There you
0: go. Uh, yeah,
1: and um, I mean, it teaches you how to deal with people. <laughs> yeah. um, it it just, uh, you have to find a connection really quick. Really um, quick. Really quick, right away, you know? Um, it, and with bartending, it's like, it, it's not just about the drink, it's kind of like, your pure connection like finding something that you know we have in common Mm -hmm. kind of like sparking up a conversation um yeah there's so much like with bartending
0: because you have (laughs) to you're you're serving people i think that's the first thing is you learn like that it's about the customer it's about Mm -hmm. them and making sure their experience is as best as possible Mm -hmm. and it's less about the actual drink itself um And there's so many different types of people that you have to quickly... Yeah. I'm sure it's helped you in everything else that you're doing, Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Yeah, I I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I feel like just even if, like, you come into the bar, right? Like, right away, I'll... First thing I would ask like, or how are you doing? How's your day going? Like, what can I get you to drink? You know, and then from there I make the cocktail. And then for me, like I would always try to like create a very welcoming atmosphere for the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I,
0: it, how does that happen? How do you set the tone with the atmosphere?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I usually just ask about how, like, depending on how busy I am, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Like this is. Yeah, this that is, changes totally. Right. Because if I'm like working at like I don't know, it's 12:30 a.m. on a crazy busy night on a Saturday, I don't really have time for any of that. You know, yeah. it's just more so like, what can I get you to drink? All right, cool. And even sometimes if, the
0: customers don't understand sometimes, that.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially like after a few drinks, and they want to have like a long yeah. conversation with you or I don't know it's just it just depends on like what atmosphere um but for the most part you know I always try to like create a very fun atmosphere for the person and I and and for me it makes it fun to connect with like you if you were to come in the bar like just to make kind of like I don't know just the time more impactful
0: yeah so then you can apply kind of that creating that atmosphere and Kind of that, that positive tone with all the other people you interact with on a daily basis, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's you're able to, you know, they call it like the service industry, but it's really like the people industry, right? Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, yeah it definitely is. What's
0: your favorite drink?
1: My favorite drink, oh, God, it's changed so much through the years. Um, and what's funny is, like, I barely drink now.
0: <laughs> I'm the same way. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's so interesting okay so i'm gonna ask you a question like okay so why why do you think that is
0: (laughs) uh so we it used to be different like the bar i work at it used to be like the staff would almost party like every night Mm -hmm. in a way but it's become this like creative hub where it's a whole bunch of creatives that are all doing their own thing and entrepreneurs that it's like We kind of got other stuff going on and we have to we have to be sharp with everything that we're doing and uh i'd rather use drink more intentionally Mm -hmm. um you know whether it's like celebrating i i say i have these like three there's three c's and i can only drink for the three c's and that's um celebration company or creativity.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: So but the issue is yeah. I can justify in my head wow. all three of those every true. time.
1: Depending right.
0: So so that's where <laughs> discipline comes in. Uh-huh. And just understanding, like, you know, just more perspective. Uh-huh. What about you?
1: Wow. Well, okay, I, I gotta say, I mean, I've for the first maybe ten years of bartending, I mean, it was nothing but shots. Like yeah. all night long. With people coming in and then the staff. Cause after yeah. like a certain hour, say I work at like a 2 a.m. bar, right? Mm-hmm. Usually the staff will start drinking kind of like around 12, 30 a.m. Cause okay. it's like closer to the end of the night. Yeah. Cause we're not about to like take a bunch of shots in the beginning of the night. But during that time we start taking shots And then it just continues. And then after work, we're continuing to drink. And sometimes we end up at another bar. Like, I would say that that was a lot of times. Almost all the time. (laughs) Then you like say, you know, like you're making all this money and then you're spending all this money because you also want to like take care of your servers and your bartenders.
0: Yeah. And then then you start hearing those birds chirping. Yes. At night. Yes. Like in the morning after you're at the late night bar. Yeah. And it start, the sun starts to come up a little bit. You see people on their runs yep. and joggers. And you're like, oh, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm hungry now. Yeah. So let me, like, go get some food. And then you come yeah. home and you're like, okay, why did I do this to myself? And then you just continue to do it again. So that was, like, my life for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> it's no longer like that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But now um, when I do... Drink a cocktail. It's usually like gin-based or tequila-based, and I, I really like um, fresh ingredients. So if they have okay. whatever whatever it is that um, is made fresh, then I would usually opt for that one over anything else.
0: So gin. What's your favorite gin?
1: Um, that's
0: my favorite gin.
1: I mean, I like good old Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. good old Hendrix. Yeah. How about
0: yeah. you? Uh, yeah. I usually I usually go different seasons right so mm-hmm. like summer coming up summer now it's like i'll just do like mezcal and a rock mm. uh tuxedo number two martini when i do gin mm-hmm. so i like the koval gin hendrix i like um what's this i like this new one the roku roku yeah uh-huh. roku gin by the same i think suntori mm-hmm. makes it that's pretty good and then like bourbon mm-hmm. like uh, old-fashioned or something
1: okay nice you do pretty. the old fashions with, um, like, Demamara, sugar cube. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's the best way.
0: Yeah. Um. How long have you lived in Chicago for?
1: I I was um, born um, in Chicago. So I've actually, um, yeah, I've been here, like, my whole life. <laughs> I was trying mm-hmm. to think, like, the hospital that I was born at was just not that far from here. Like, maybe, like. A mile away from here. Do you ever
0: think about that when you like yeah. walk past it? You're like, oh, I was born here. Yeah, yeah. That's something I th- I think most people that. don't experience. Yeah,
1: I think about that a lot. I know that now um, in Chicago, there's a lot of folks moving here from other mm-hmm. states, countries. Um, but you know, I've I've been here my whole life.
0: What neighborhoods have you lived in?
1: Um, I've lived in Uptown. I've lived in West Ridge. I've lived in. Rogers Park. I've lived in Albany Park. I've lived in Pilson. I've lived in. Um, I've lived in uh, some suburbs too. I lived in uh, Morton Grove, Lincolnwood. Where else have I lived in? Um, I lived in Lyle for a little bit. <laughs> it's just like all over.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So, but you're here in Uptown now, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and most of your life is spent here in Uptown.
1: Um, yeah, I would say for the most part, there was a gap, um, maybe during high school and the beginning of college where I wasn't here that often.
0: Yeah. Mm. But now, now a lot of the things you do is centered around.
1: Everything, everything, almost everything is centered around this area. And, uh, yeah, my life has completely like shifted and, and changed. It's it's crazy because growing up, I didn't think that I was going to. Doing anything that I'm doing here, I I actually was just trying to get away from here
0: for a while.
1: Yeah, especially like in after high school, I was like, you know, I I don't, I don't really care for this area anymore, and I don't need to be here. (laughs) You know, it like growing up here, it just felt like I loved it because it felt very familiar. It felt like home, Um, but at the same time, it also, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't super safe. So it also felt like, oh, I need to get out of the hood. Like it was that feeling. Yeah. You know, so it's like you it's like kind of like a love, not I didn't hate it. It was just more like love and not kind of wanting to be here for a while. Yeah.
0: So what what brought you back?
1: What brought me back was um, my dad. um, So my father opened up the pharmacy here, which Mm -hmm. is what I co-own now. Right. And that it's the it's the first Vietnamese business on Argyle Street. And this area is predominantly, it's, it's a Southeast Asian neighborhood, but predominantly Vietnamese, right? Or Vietnamese mm-hmm. refugees, Vietnamese Chinese refugees. And my dad um, was actually thinking about selling the pharmacy. And he actually sat me down one day and told me that he might sell it to CBS, right? And um, when he told me, I just, you know, felt like, I wasn't sure how I was going to, I didn't, I wasn't sure how I felt at the time because I was just like, okay, yeah, go do that. Um, but when I really sat with my feelings, I realized that, you know, this area meant so much more to me than anything. And, and the pharmacy meant way more to me than anything. And, and I started really taking a look at, you know, the importance of, of what the pharmacy meant to this community and how mm. it was such a staple in the neighborhood. It was like right smack in the middle of Argyle Streets in the heart. Um, and it wasn't just a pharmacy when, um, my dad had opened it up. It was a a mini mall, right? So it had, it was a video rental store. You can get your film developed there. My mom had her jewelry store in there. Wow. Uh, you can get, you know, clothes, perfume. I mean, it was kind of like a everything store. And so, yeah. y- you know, you, you can meet a lot of people in there. So it was very like, you know, normal to like walk in and have like loud music playing people singing karaoke um because like my dad would sell like laser discs like okay. they're like these big they look like ginormous dvds wow <laughs> do you know what a Jeez. laser disc is
0: <laughs> i don't know if i've seen one
1: it looks like that a sounds... really big cd and um and what they, do you put them in what like it, it looks like a big like d- like dvd player <laughs> that's what it looks like okay it's like a karaoke system um uh, yeah they used to sell that and so there was always music and just random people walking in and out for different things and um people would come and get their medicine right but then it, they'd be like oh i want to buy this ju- i want to buy some jewelry i want to buy this yeah. ring and oh i want to buy this perfume and oh i need some skincare so um you know just just you know so when my dad told me that he was thinking about selling it all those memories started to come back up again and i didn't even remember any of those until then and i I remember getting so emotional about it and so him and i had a whole conversation about like how we can keep it and why it's important and you know what i would want to do personally um if you know i were to take it over so then we had that conversation and then kind of like from there that kind of like sparked all like everything i do here
0: (laughs) wow yeah what do you so you can tell that's like a microcosm of the community what and how it like just that one store can impact the community and the people that it that interact with it and uh step foot inside the store and walk around and experience what with that experience reflecting on it What, what do you love most about the neighborhood of Uptown and especially Asia and Argyle?
1: What do I love most about the neighborhood on Argyle? Um, The community.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what I love most about it. It's it's like more than just like the good food. It's more than just like the cool cool shops. It's literally like the people that are behind it. That's so beautiful. And um, so, okay, so my my parents, they're Vietnamese refugees, right? Mm -hmm. And so they had to leave their country and everything that they built because of, you know, the war mm-hmm. and um, you know after the fall of Saigon in 1975 April 30th which is tomorrow um, they their whole lives changed and they ended up like coming to America right and when they came here they didn't know you know how they didn't know where life would take them you know like, it's, it's not like they could they even had a choice. It was like they had to leave and just start over and not know where to go right. and not know if they were going to end up with their family ever again. And so when I think about that, I, I there's this like deep sadness. But it's also this like care, so much more like care and love I have for this community because... They all felt that yeah. most of the people that like had businesses on the street, not just the people on the, that had the businesses, but the people that lived here, the people that created or not created this area, the, the people that make up this area. Right. Yeah. It's like immigrants, refugees and um, them coming together and to create kind of like a a sanctuary within a place that is unknown to them and to create yeah. something so beautiful and 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 really care about one another, right? So it wasn't like you open up a store and it's like, oh, I'm gonna make more money than you and you. It wasn't any of that. It was like, yeah. let me take care of you. Let me see how I can be of help and service to you. So my dad, like it was, I I mean, I I would see him go to all the businesses every day. Like he would go, you know, to the pho restaurant, like next door, then he mm-hmm. would go across the street and grab like some drinks. Then he would go over to like his other friend's shop and you know, hang out over there but like also spend his money so it was like the community was just like helping each other out and with within that there was like so much friendship and so much like love and there was a lot of like it felt like a big family in a way you know
0: so would you say a lot of that has rubbed off on you
1: for sure yeah Yeah. the fact that like i had that experience growing up um and and seeing how things have changed so much here on argyle street i i just feel like it, it still exists. It, it's just not as um, strong and not as, I guess, like, it, it's not as, like, wide. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm using the right word for this. What but, do you mean by wide? Like, like it's, it's like... not – because things have changed so much, and a lot of the businesses um, weren't able to survive. And, like, we've lost a lot of businesses, especially during the pandemic. And, um, and it, it, there's not as many, like, people hanging out outside like how it yeah. was when I was growing up. And so when I when I say it's like not it's not like how it was anymore Mm -hmm. and there's different folks coming in, moving in. And so the area has changed a lot, but we still have that community here.
0: Yeah. Talk more about that. So the nature of like a city is change. And, and, you know, like maybe life change changes like this ever. It's something we have to kind of acknowledge and kind of deal with at the same time but how do you when the nature has changed how do you keep how does a community remain strong and build upon its identity
1: you gotta just care about it because um so during the time that my dad was thinking about selling it I think a lot of people were feeling like they wanted to give up My my dad's generation they're they're a lot older. My dad's now in his seventies. My mom is in her sixties, and um, that generation, like during Argyle's heyday, the owners of most of the businesses here were about that age. And I feel like a lot of them just kind of like got burnt out, tired. Like they're just they're not like wanting to you know push it forward so much. You know, and I feel that um, for me, I, I mean, when I started caring about it, when I started realizing like, oh, you know, this may not be here in the future like Mm -hmm. that's what is part of like part of the driving force of why i do what i do because i want it to continue i want to continue the legacy i want to i I feel like it's such an important part of chicago and i just i don't know want to see that i want to see this area thrive so much and for me i felt like it was really important for me to connect with others that felt the same way so i was like Mm -hmm on a like I was on the lookout for like who else felt this way so I started reconnecting with um some of my parents friends children who are adults so, you so know? this is now
0: which kind of leads into some of the stuff that you're doing but it, it's it sounds like a like a generational shift where you're you're coming to a sense that oh like older generations they they started this or they they ran this for a long time but now they don't have the strength to do that Mm -hmm. do do i do we continue to move it forward or Mm -hmm. do we just like peace out and do our own thing right
1: exactly that's exactly what it was because for a while i was just thinking "Eh, peace out you know um but it was really like when i could see argyle like not like how it was i mean I, I knew that you know like there were vacant stores and you know a lot of people like were moving out of this area but it was literally like when my dad said that you know this may not be here anymore
0: how long ago was that
1: i want to say like six years ago or so okay yeah so i always came to came into like the pharmacy to help out and like work on the weekends here and there um but i took it very seriously like yeah. starting about six years ago Mm-hmm. so
0: then when when did you start uh Hi bio high bio started
1: in Haibayo. 2019 with my um a really good friend of mine hack tran yeah and yeah, he, talk, talk about that yeah i went to
0: uh i first met you in january my friend justina mm-hmm. uh justina win she was djing at is it uni
1: uni? Uni, uni. Yeah. uni uni yeah 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 and then
0: and then we met and uh it was so cool because it well, why don't you you talk about it?
1: Yeah, so Uni Uni is this really cute bubble tea shop that opened up on Argyle Street during the pandemic. And um, we ended up uh, collaborating with Uni Uni, right? And mm-hmm. um, Shifa, who is, uh, is very active in the Chinatown community, he actually reached out to me um, telling me about the opening of Uni Uni and like ways that we can collaborate yeah. and create a Lunar New Year event mm-hmm. have a high by you event, but then it also be a grand opening. So yeah. um, I was super excited when he asked me and I felt super honored too, cause you know, he does all this like awesome stuff in Chinatown and then also cause I was so scared during the pandemic because i wasn't sure if a lot of the businesses here on argyle street were able to like continue you know and to have yeah. like a store open up during the pandemic yeah. was like oh my god this is so exciting like let me do everything in my power to make it successful <laughs> yeah so um so yeah for the high by event it was a high by lunar new year event we you know created a three-day kind of like indoor social distance kind of like festival. So we had vendors, we had performers, we had DJs. um, And they're, you know, with Haiba Yo, we mostly um, highlight Southeast Asian artists um, or BIPOC artists. And um, I was very intentional with this one. Um, Hack and I spoke about how important it was to connect with those from uptown. So we reached out to artists that were specifically from Uptown okay. um, and that had very strong ties to Argyle Street. Okay. We thought it was really important to showcase their artwork because it tells kind of like a story of how we all come together. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons why we do this is because, I, I don't know, we just feel like it's important to find that like passion and love that we all have so that we can you know build something out of this area.
0: As someone, so I, I lived in, I've been in Chicago for, uh, I don't know, like 12, 12 years now mm-hmm. and spent the last seven in North Center. And then seven months ago, I moved to Uptown and I just love Uptown. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. There's so many different kinds of people all doing, like everybody's doing their own thing and, and we all just like get along and there's so much, everything is just so different and everybody's like offering what they can, whether it's food or culture, it's just, it's so interesting to me and I love it here. And going to that event too, um, there was this like poster board and like clips, like newspaper clips of, um, you know, Chicago newspapers from like the seventies and eighties talking about the area and the people here. And it's like, oh, wow, there's there's so much history here. It's so cool that there's, there's a, it's like an actual community and neighborhood. And it reminds me a little bit of like, like Sesame Street in a way where like everybody's <laughs> friends and <are> like everybody's <laughs> doing their thing and you know, there's high rises and it, it yeah. we're all in the city here doing, doing that. And, uh, <laughs> I just, I just love Uptown so much. Yeah. And I think Asia and Arga, I live like a block away from everything that you're talking about. And I see that on a daily basis of just like just people out here doing their thing and, and it's just being a community and I think a lot about community and and those that have listened to this podcast I read books about cities and communities and how people are the greatest assets of uh, cities and communities like you mentioned earlier and there's just so many different and interesting types of people here yeah I love
1: it it's a melting pot of like different cultures and personalities I mean this area I mean, there's just so much history here, with like the Green Mill being here, the Uptown mm-hmm. Theater, and the Riviera. And I mean, this was like the area where, you know, all the, I guess like Hollywood was here. <laughs> you yeah. know, this was like how things were back in the day. And, um, you know, there's there's just there's so much personality in this area. Yeah. It's such a gem, and it's right by the lake.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's an- another great thing.
1: Yeah, it's I I love it.
0: So what what does like a what does a thriving Asia on Argyle look like to you in the future?
1: A thriving Argyle looks like, well, the all the businesses being very excited to be here, yeah. <laughs> right? So meaning um, like they're not struggling, yeah. you know, and, you know, they're getting lots of business. So that's one. Um, two, you know, I, I want to see this area just coming back to life. Like I feel like there's so much excitement here and personality and I feel like it just needs to shine. Like I, Mm. like I can see it. Right. But like other people may not see it. So like, I I really just want um, kind of the community coming together and working with one another and just,
0: which is yeah. kind of like the kind of the path that you you are on with your organization of mm-hmm. bringing creatives within the community, um, which I, like in a digital world, in this digital world that we live in, how significant and important is still physical community, you think?
1: I think physical community is almost everything, you know. Um I mean, obviously, like, we can connect through, like, the digital world, but I think um, there's just something beautiful about, like, you know, seeing another person, like, physically and talking to them and just asking them how they're doing and really, like, being able to see their facial expressions and Mm -hmm. being able to, like, gift one another things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I remember a lot, like, when, when I was growing up. And seeing how my parents were with their friends and and um, the other business owners, I mean, they were all like everybody was always gifting each other something, and really? and that still exists now, like okay. at the pharmacy, because most of the folks that come in, um, they're Vietnamese, and and they they're you know they come in they pick up their medication, but the yeah. patients are always giving us stuff like food and snacks. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost every single day we have like a new snack, wow. so it's just. Um, you know, there's something just so beautiful about like being able to see someone give something to someone, and you know, just be in the same space.
0: So, what what lessons would you say you've learned from f- community building?
1: Um, uh, that's an interesting question, right? Because I never really like I didn't look at it as community building before. I was just like, oh, I just want to have fun and bring people together, you know. But when I was like, I guess when you when you say it like that, it's like.
0: Community building. It's more of a, like a formal, I would it say. It sounds so
1: formal. What you're doing yeah. is
0: community building, but you don't yeah. look at it that way. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Way. I mean, I know it is, It is. you know. Yeah. Um,
0: For those looking to build up their own communities uh-huh. that they're a part of, like what, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, I think it's important to talk to, I mean, okay, if it's an area like this where it's a lot of business owners, right? Mm-hmm. And that like... Is a big make of the area. I think one talking to what the businesses need. Okay, you know, asking them simple simple questions like, okay, like what are you struggling with? What do you think? You know, we can do more of. Um, like, what do you? Th- you know, just like different ways.
0: What are you seeing? Yeah, right, because like, they're interacting with. Right, people. I think
1: it's important to like have these conversations with the business owners, right? But then on top of that, it's also important to talk to the people that live here. Yeah. You know, and then and then also talking to like the community leaders to see what's going on. I think it's literally just all communication, you know, like going out of your way to, you know, figure out like what everyone's needs are and kind of like just being conscious of that and, you know, making an effort yeah. to kind of meet them and do something about it. You know,
0: you're you're part of the Chamber of Commerce here in Uptown. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What what do you learn from being on there like what
1: um i love it
0: it's gotta be so interesting yeah
1: it's such a cool community and everyone's so open-minded and creative and just so in love with uptown everyone that's part of the chamber i gotta say like there's just very strong love to see uptown thrive we all feel that way and um i I, for me like i i learned a lot of history about uptown i learn about um um you know god there's so much like Just how what other businesses that even exist here in Uptown, the nonprofit organizations Mm -hmm. that are here. Like there's so much here that I didn't even know existed before I started with the chamber.
0: Are you are you guys is the chamber a part at all of like murals around the neighborhood? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Justin actually handles that.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's the one that, um, you know, gets all the artists um, in contact with, the, you know, the chamber and then, you know, having the murals up. But
0: it's so cool because I, I just love one of my favorite things to do to like clear my head is just go on walks. Mm-hmm. And I find that just like walking around Uptown is just so interesting. Yeah. Like the architecture, the people. There's all these murals. There's the lake. It's yeah. just like, yeah, a lot going on. And
1: that's what I say about like seeing, uh, well, Argyle thrive, but Uptown in general thrive mm-hmm. is to be able to have more visibility yeah you know just for us to shine mm-hmm. like literally <laughs> through like art through community through events yeah
0: so switching things up a little mm-hmm. bit do you have can you think of a day in your life that you consider your best day
1: um i've been having my a lot of best days lately
0: that's uh, a great well that's a great yeah, answer yeah that's a good thing
1: um yeah, well it, it would involve taking care of myself, right? Okay. So like exercising would definitely be mm-hmm. one of them. Being in nature okay. um, would be a very important aspect of it. Seeing my family, okay. seeing my really good friends, seeing my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, just laughing, having fun.
0: So it's like now, now you're at a point where <laughs> you're just like, because you're taking care of all these things that you're saying Are pretty fundamental Mm -hmm. in life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And through taking care of these fundamentals, it seems like you're you're like living your best life every day, right?
1: I feel that way now. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love that. Yeah, I feel freaking great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, but like, but I mean, there's there's a lot of like stuff. There's still a lot like a lot of work to do, right? Like, I feel good because I feel. I feel like I'm doing my best.
0: And you're doing your part. Yeah, I'm doing my part and I'm
1: doing my best. And that's what makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Something I'm curious about is if you have any uh, books that have especially influenced you at all.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe you could name a few. Yeah, I've had, there's been so many books. Um, Well, I like The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz.
0: The Four Agreements. Yeah. That's a... Second time this has been. Yeah, that's like.
1: The... I feel like everyone should just read that book. It's just a good go-to foundational book. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think that one. Um. I like pretty much almost all of Eckhart Tolle's books. Who's this? Eckhart Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if it's Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Um. But he wrote like A New Earth, um, The Power of Now. Those are amazing self-development type books Okay, um, and helps you with, like, skills to just, like, be in the present moment and um, ways to, like, live a really great life. (laughs) Um, I mean, I would say, yeah, I'd say those three books. I mean, there's so many other books. Like, I liked Emergent Strategy. Um, God, there's, like you're a badass by jen sincero there's just so many like i have read that one. Oh, okay yeah i think of all the I like self
0: development such... books i found i found that one to be like i like that yeah one, you know i gifted i gifted that to someone as well okay this was like a, a year and a, probably like two years ago um you said about like being present and like in the now
1: mm-hmm.
0: can you elaborate on that
1: yeah. Um, okay. So I feel like humans and, you know, how, well, not humans, but we're taught to look at time all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so much so I have, I have to keep, yeah. keep track of time right on my arm.
1: And it's, it's, in, it's important. You gotta be, you yeah. know, you gotta like take care of your time. Right. But then um, there's something about being present with someone, us yeah. sitting here having a conversation and yeah. connecting with one another. Like we're not able to take, get like this, second back no and and i think it's really important to like really be here in the now and not spend i mean obviously it's like not easy sometimes to like not think about the future and not think about the past because those are moments that we're not in the now but when Mm. we sit here and are literally like in our bodies here present and having this conversation it's just like it's almost as if like we're bending time, right? Yeah, because because
0: pausing time. Yeah, or we're pausing yeah. time,
1: right? And like we're here. That's like the most important
0: because mm-hmm.
1: we spend so much time like chasing the future or like ruminating in the past. That it's just important to like be here now.
0: So, as so- as someone who is involved with as much as you are, do you find that like for listeners that are are find that hard to believe because you know we're we're, we're taught so much about the hustle and, and time and doing thinking about the future and all these different things how are you able to is that part of all the things that you've been doing is that you only you plan it out but you you're very intentional about all the time that you spend right
1: yeah so um i've definitely gotten better with time um mm-hmm. because i was like used to be chronic late person <laughs> Um, I've gotten much better. Uh but I I think it's you know, you know when you think about like old memories and things that just kind of stick with you that mm. just make you feel so good. Um those were times when you were in the present moment. Yeah. And that's what I want to keep creating here. Like although like I have to go from meeting to meeting or go to work and yeah. all these things, I I make it a point to have a really good time no matter what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I try to make it so that it's like a party every time, you know? So it's like like you're
0: choosing to create these experiences. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's a practice, right? It's not like, it's not like, you know, I just wake up and I just, I'm always like this, you know? (laughs) Um, But it's intentional, you know? Like, so I think it's very, I think that's part of being in the now too, is being intentional Mm. with, how you want your time to be, like how you want to feel, what you want to create, what you want to get out of it, and how you want the other person to feel.
0: So do you have like a long-term vision Mm -hmm. of your life?
1: Um, Yes and no, right? Like like there's certain things that I don't know will happen. Like one day, like I would love to, you know, have kids and be married and all that one day, but I don't know like where life will take me, right? Mm -hmm. I just know for sure that I want to take care of my body. I want to continue to be a better person. I want to have really great relationships with people. And I want to see this community thrive. Like those are just pretty simple. So like yeah. just going like I, that that's like my long-term goal. Yeah. Continuing it. And so you thrive. know the direction. Yeah. I know the which direction. Which is probably the
0: most important. Like because yeah. none of us can. It's about knowing the direction and then in the moment doing doing what you can do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Is there something you're curious about recently?
1: Uh, boundaries.
0: Boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. Healthy boundaries. Um, I I've learned about boundaries growing up. Um, I've heard it, um, but I never really taken the time to learn about healthy boundaries very much. Like not not okay. that like to the level that I do now. And I realized that boundaries. I was lacking boundaries growing up and that's like something that i don't know i've just been so curious about it lately because i feel like wow like there's so many people in this world that don't have healthy boundaries and it's not because they don't want that it's because like we're taught to not. a lot of people are not taught boundaries so, i wasn't uh, taught good boundaries explain it a little bit more um what do you mean by yeah boundaries? so like you know like for okay for me for example i grew up feeling like I didn't have a choice. I, f- I grew up thinking only adults know everything. Kids don't know anything. Yeah. Um. And I didn't think that I had a choice with anything, with like my career, with, you know, wanting to eat certain foods. Like mm. I felt like I literally had no choice. And, um, and for me, when I would say no, I would get in trouble. So I had a really hard time saying no growing up. And I... Kept having these feelings of sometimes like, oh, man, like I didn't want to do that. Why did I say yes? And then like I found myself not being um, fully present, mm. like not showing up. I would come yeah. half-assed or, um, you know, just not fully present. Mm. And and I started realizing it's because of boundaries. I could have easily just said no, but I was I was scared to say no. So I feel like I've mm-hmm. just been so curious lately because I'm like, well, now I've been practicing healthy boundaries, like, you know, yeah. these past few years and everything. But I've just been so curious about it because it's making me reflect on those times that I've said yes to times i to, to those things that I wanted to say no to. And I didn't I didn't know that saying no was OK
0: before. Do you ever feel like when you're reflecting on these things? <laughs> is there like ever a tiny part of you that's like, I wish I would have started this sooner?
1: Yeah, yeah. But then
0: you can't let that get in your head, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. sometimes, like, I'll, you know, I'll get in my head like, oh, man. But, you know, I, again, self-reflect, which is important. And then, you know, it's like you, you tell yourself, well, you know, what can I do now to make it better, mm-hmm. you know? and And also, you know, the thing with boundaries, too, is, like, Um, setting boundaries for my self-talk because I think for a while I would have negative self-talk, I would allow myself to beat myself up okay. and say things like, oh, you're so tired, but like, you should keep going. You have to do this. You ha-, you know, like being mean. And I realized that I have to have a boundary with that negative self-talk too. And and actually taking care of myself by saying like, you know what? You need rest. It's okay mm-hmm. to rest. It's okay to take a break. You can handle it tomorrow. Like yeah. you've done a great job. Like I have to literally tell myself these things.
0: That sounds like me last night before. Really? <laughs>
1: feel you <laughs> no you're, you're tired
0: right now don't yeah. don't no don't try it don't yeah. try it i know you got it up on the whiteboard but don't do yeah. it don't do it yeah. you did what you could do today sometimes actually uh like in school mm-hmm. instead of cramming the night before mm-hmm. i would go to bed early so that i'm fresh for the next day so when i take the test I'm i'm like in my own element rather than being tired mm. so so it's almost like preparing yourself for the next day yeah. and not trying to do everything right because you're not going to be able to do it right. at your fullest capacity. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, and that's part of self, self-reflecting too because you have to self-reflect in order to know like what your habits are and what you need to do the next day, like what yeah. you want to create the next day. It's not just today, Yeah, you know, like you need to allow yourself to have the energy to be able to handle all the things you want to handle. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, wrapping up here, uh, do you have any favorite spots? On uh, Argyle? Uh,
1: for food or? For f-
0: yeah, let's go food. Oh,
1: okay. Well, <laughs> that's so hard because I love, 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 love all the restaurants here on Argyle. And I, I go- that's a hard
0: question <laughs> for me to ask you, <laughs> I know.
1: Um, but I'll, I'll give you like my top three of like certain dishes that I get from certain places. Sure. So I love going to 777 Pho. Pho, okay. Bai. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I get the the fish noodle soup from there. The bunka. Yeah. Okay. So most people they go there. Like most people they go to the you know the Vietnamese restaurants. They order the same three things, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which are delicious. But it's usually pho, banh mi, spring rolls. <laughs> they're it so. Sounds good. exactly
0: like me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
1: that's that's I mean they're it's amazing you know. Yeah. But the, every restaurant here on Argyle Street has they're they're like um, they're really. They make certain dishes really, really well. Okay. So the fish noodle soup from there is amazing. It's so good. It has a dill, tomato, um, and they fry the fish. Okay. Um, wow. there it's it's amazing. The one of the owners, she is from Hanoi, which is the northern region of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so she specializes in that type of cooking.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I I, I haven't traveled much. I've been outside the country three times uh paris spain and then took a trip to southeast asia and it happens vietnam is one of them oh nice one of the places so hanoi hanoi uh ho chi minh city mm-hmm. um spent a lot of decent amount of time there and then it just happens i now live in a vietnamese neighborhood oh yeah and i gotta say like on our trip we found the people there to be just so kind yeah and when I go to restaurants here, it's, like, blown away by the customer service. It's yeah, so nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because it feels like you're at home. Yeah. Like, they just take care of you, like, as a food They do. Well? They take like, care of you good? so well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, when I talk about community and taking yeah. care of one another here, that's how it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are some some other spots?
1: Oh, yum. I'm just talking about food. I really like the egg, noodle, or the egg noodles from um, uh, Double Happiness. That's, okay. like old school and it's 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 been there like my whole entire life um growing up it's so good i i it, it the menu hasn't changed at all it looks exactly the really? same as you know when i would order food in the
0: 90s double happy yeah
1: like it looks exactly the same as okay. it did i think they had like a paint job and they kind of like move some things around but okay. it looks almost the same i love that place um and my newest favorite has been Da Nang Kitchen they're like a little newer and they have these really delicious bun Kok um which are they're, they're kind of like um Ban sale which is like the mini or it's a Ban sale is a Vietnamese crepe and okay. it has like shrimp and pork bean Where, what,
0: what streets are is this one at? Um, it's on Argyle Street it's um is it on the corner there's one on the corner that I'll, I'll go to uh
1: are you talking about Nha Hang Vietnam? Uh, they have like an outdoor. Section I, I have to like, admit, really kitschy inside. I can't read a lot of the signs. Okay, it, does it just say Vietnamese restaurant?
0: <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the name—that's what the name of the restaurant is called.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> literally,
1: I think that's what you're talking about. Maybe yeah, yeah. That 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 restaurant's on the corner. That that place is really good too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, was the bakery here when when you were a kid? Which bakery? Uh, it's right by the the train tracks. Chukwan,
1: Chukwan yeah. Bakery. Yeah. Yeah, it was there when I was growing up.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That that place is great. Yeah, that also looks the same if you go there.
1: from back in the day as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Any other last spots?
1: Oh man, so many. Huh. I'm trying to let me let me try to pin one down. Um well, like the other day I had the uh I had the um what is it? The bungka bung from Triple uh, Eight. That was delicious. Okay. Yeah. It's nice. like, I, I'm really into fish. So I try not to eat too much meat in general. And when I do, it's fish. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get that there.
0: I really love it.
1: The food there is so fresh and delicious. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So
0: many of the restaurants here are so good. So good. Oh, so good. I
1: mean, you could literally like spend, I mean, every single day eating at a different place and trying mm. out a different dish. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh well as we, we wrap this up, um, where can people learn more about what you're doing okay. and, and more about you?
1: Sure. Um you could uh, follow our high by yo page, um, H A I underscore B A Y O on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um also celebrate.argyle on okay. Instagram. Um or you could just follow me, my personal page, <laughs> where is Nuki W H E R E I S N U K Y.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for coming on. This has been so fun. Yeah, it
1: was very fun. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Jennifer on Instagram at WhereIsNookie. Take the time in your life to reflect on what you want from your life and how you can make a positive impact on your own community. Have an inspiring day.